0: You don't need a vib wristband to get my bourbon barrel. I I like doing it out here with the masses and make a little show of it and have a good time with it. We sing and pros it, and then you know we I it and we tap it. And actually, this year was really good. People were doing a great job. They weren't letting it spill. You know, you get a glass under another glass where before I've had a, a little bus tub under it, and you'll end up getting you know like half a gallon of beer. And then I'm like, okay, when it's Done who wants to drink this and <laughs> let him
1: Cheers
2: You've stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast
3: Hey, this is Jim from the Tap Takeover Podcast, and we're here today at the World of Beer Festival. we got a couple special guests here. As we uh, ramp up to the start of the fest, we have Kane from Miller Valley Brewing Company and Tim from Black Husky, friend of the show. So, Kane, what are you pouring here today?
1: Um, Today I'm pouring what we call Frankenberry. It's kind of a barrel-aged chocolate ale um, aged on cocoa nibs, finished up with raspberry puree. I also have a strong ale that was triple-barrel aged in brandy, Heaven Hill bourbon, and Dickel Sour Mash Barrels, Lactose Intolerant, which is a non-dairy milk stout, and then our last one, which is the newest
3: currently, is I Prick You, which is a uh, prickly pear wheat ale. Uh, That's fantastic. Uh, How long have you been uh, coming to the World of Beer Fest? I've been here
1: for three years since I moved to Wisconsin, so it's 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 been a good time.
3: What makes this beer festival different or special for you? You know, what's, what's really nice is the people that kind of show up to this really care about their beer, and they, they, they want to know about,
1: about beer. They, they're not just here to kind of get drunk and get rowdy. They're, they really care about the
3: products, so, you know, they care, which makes me happy because I care about my products, so it's a good feeling. Great. Thank you so much, Kate. And also we have Tim from Black
4: Husky. Tim, how you doing today? Living a dream, yeah. <laughs> so what are you pouring here today? Uh, shit, I think I have some. i got Spruce Brown, Deck Dog, which is our Kolsch, and... Tim style, which is our hop and vice. I got a Firkin, which I'm calling shit show because it's just got all kind. It's, it's got a little bit of this, a little bit of it's got a little bit of sparkly eyes, a little bit of old school. It's a little sweet, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just started fucking around with Firkins, so I. Um, uh, this is the first one I've done for a while, um, so I I got a couple more though. I just picked up a couple from Mike Renner, and so I'm gonna start doing those on a little regular basis now. But I always, I always come by Kane because I always, he always has something different. Um, I'm hoping next time you'll have some hams, so so we can shotgun some hams. Got, got to do that. Like, I want to try that, that strong ale. Hey, eh? you, you got a glass? Yeah, I think, I think it's my glass. All right, live tasting here. This is exciting, isn't it? I mean, it's just. Uh, this makes me great radio. It does. It's fantastic. So uh, it is. Um, it's beer. I can. I, I, I... Well, excellent. Ah, yes, definitely beer. And uh, we should, I, I really want to start. At, we have a we have a softball team, and we're not very good. But I, so I want to start a league uh, of uh, competitive uh, shotgunning. No, I mean beer shotgunning. You know, and I think that would be. I think you. I think you guys might do okay because you uh, you kicked my ass today. I'm not used. I'm using the 12 ounce, not the 16s. So how long have you been coming to the world of beer fest, Tim? And what makes this special for you? I don't. I guess we've been coming here now for, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. Um, because it's a beer fest uh, held by the, the home brewers, you get a, a different group of people that come in that are... I mean, it's, some of the ones you go to are truly shit shows, and this will get a little rowdy at the end, but there's, it's still, you don't have people coming up to you saying, give me your lightest beer, and you just feel like you're just wasting your time, um, you know, a lot of times I just tell people to move on, you know, I just, you know, get out of here, but I mean, with these guys, you always have some people who are, you know, very thoughtful and interested in, in just brewing and uh, ask some good questions, there'll be some stupid questions too, but you know, you can't, you can't weed out all the idiots. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for your time, gentlemen, and have a great fest. Yeah, yeah, take it easy. Yeah,
3: have have a good. Go. Cheers. And welcome back. This is Jim with the Tap Takeover Podcast here at the World of Beer Festival. We're here with Emily from Lion's Tale. Emily, tell us a little bit about Lion's Tale Brewing.
5: I'm Located in downtown Nino,
2: Wisconsin, so a little bit north of here. We were happy to come down for the festival. Uh, we brought with us today Juice Cloud, which is going to go fast. It's our New England style hazy IPA. Uh, and then we've got our Kristen, it's a chocolate cherry bock, perfect for spring. And then Boundary Waters, um, a Canadian style lager. And I'm actually going up to Boundary Waters next weekend and definitely going to be bringing some of that along. And then one of our flagships, Kula Wheat, it's a pineapple wheat. And so those will all probably go fast.
3: Yeah, there's something special about kool wheat and that's the number of pineapples. How many are used per batch?
5: Isn't it 168, something like that? It's a lot.
3: It, it certainly is. And uh, the Juice Cloud, uh, one of the best hazies in Wisconsin, would you say? Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time today, Emily, and cheers. Thank you.
2: Cheers. Woo-hoo.
3: This is Jim for the Tap Table Podcast here at the World of Beer Festival, and right now we're talking
6: with Drew from Eagle Park. Uh, Drew, what's your position with Eagle Park? I am the assistant brewer slash cellarman, so I just help out Jackson, doing whatever. Hello? He needs done on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm there right now, so uh, that's basically what I do. So you got an exciting new location. Uh, Where can folks find you now? And uh, what are your hours? Uh, We are down on 823 East Hamilton, so right off of Water Street in Brady. Uh, Hours are Tuesdays through Friday from 3 to, I believe, 10, and Saturdays and Sundays from noon to midnight, I believe.
7: All right, this is Suits with the TAP Takeover Podcast.
6: So what, what did you bring today? We brought our Tropical Berliner with uh, passion fruit, guava, and mango. We brought our Key Lime Milkshake, which was actually just uh, kegged yesterday. And we brought Setlist and Loop Station. Loop Station, our Golden Ale, and Setlist our uh, uh, IPA.
7: Awesome. So is this your first time at World of Beer?
6: No, this is actually my second time, my wife's first, and my brother's first. So so what do you think? You've been here before.
7: What makes this special?
6: Uh, just seeing all the uh, different breweries. I mean, last year, we I don't remember. Obviously, Fifth Ward is brand new. Um, seeing uh, Lion's Tail here now and just... Sitting right next to Tim and being an awesome brewer that he is and Kyle from 1840, it's awesome seeing all the local and uh, semi-national brands around here and being run by a whole bunch of volunteers is awesome.
3: this is Jim and Jesus at the World of Beer Festival. Right now, we're with Riverside Brewing in West Bend and with Scott. Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about your brewery and what you're pouring here today?
8: Well, Jim, we've been in business for 12 years. We're a little seven-barrel facility downtown West Bend. Today, I'm pouring my killer Kolsch, which as I guess you can figure out in the name, it's a German style Kolsch. And I have an Old Man Smitty's Irish Stout, which is a dry Irish stout. Uh, I have four and a quarter percent ABV. Then my adulterated American Pale Ale. Um, I call it adulterated because I really don't want other people to drink it. I brewed this beer for me. You probably won't white- like it, it's got got very peculiar taste, especially if you like hops. And then we finish off with our Belgian Abbey Double. This is a beer that we brew for Lent every year. Um, Very heavy Catholic population in West Bend. So Fat Tuesday every year we tap our Belgian Abbey Double. Came in very nice this year, finishing at 9%. Nice and dry at a 10.08. So is uh, this your first
7: year at Wilder Beer?
8: Yes, this is my first year.
7: So what are you looking forward to? Have you seen the list of other brewers here? And what are you looking forward to trying
8: um, I'm looking forward to trying out some of uh, hoppier beers. I know Fermentoria makes a pretty good one. Uh, citrus Packs, I think it's called. And then Juice Packs, there we go. And then uh, Three Sheeps. Yeah, water slide. Um But I walked around just quickly looking, didn't notice too many overly hoppy beers. Um, but I started brewing in Boulder, Colorado in 2000, just when the hop craze was starting. Um, and I never got off the uh, wagon. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking some time
7: and uh, have a fun festival.
3: And it's Jim and Jesus again here at the World Beer Festival. Right now we're talking with Carbon 4 and Andy. Andy, what's your position at the brewery?
0: I'm the head bartender, and then I go out
3: and I uh, do events, get to travel around the state and see lovely people like yourselves. Great, fantastic. So what are you pouring here today? Uh,
9: Today we've got Idiot Farm, uh, which is our double IPA. We have Fantasy Factory, which is our flagship IPA. Um, We also have our uh, Imperial Red, which is Lady Luck. And then we have our Amber, which is Block Party.
7: Andy, is this your first time at World of Beer?
9: Uh, this is my first time here, yes, at this event, yeah.
7: Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to look at the list. Anything you're looking forward to trying today?
9: I'll probably dip over at Salamote for a little bit. I'm definitely going to hit a prairie. I like the Deconstructed Bomb, so I'll probably drink some of that. Other than that, no, I'm just kind of excited to try what's going on around here.
7: Awesome. Well, thank you for taking some time.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers.
2: We interrupt your regularly scheduled beer fest for a quick word from our beer news department.
1: Welcome to Beer News. Certified fresh as of June 3rd, this episode's easily accessible beer is Mirror Universe by Fair State Brewing out of Minnesota. Mirror Universe is a double dry hopped hazy IPA brewed with wheat, oats, and too many citra mosaic and Eldorado hops. It clocks in at 7% ABV and 33 IBUs, so make sure to find Mirror Universe while it's still around. In brewery news... The Milwaukee Bucks finally announced this past week that Good City will be the brewery attached to the new Bucks Arena. Good City's arena location will focus on producing barrel-aged sours while serving customers in an enormous tap room. All Good City's core lineup will be on tap along with other craft brews from around the state. Congrats to Good City on this new adventure. Looking for fun this summer? Milwaukee County Park Beer Gardens are now open for you to enjoy. Check their website for a beer garden near you. Specker Brewing also has a traveling beer garden through the summer season. If you live in Waukesha, Raised Grain and Eagle Park also have pop-up beer garden events throughout the summer as well. Beer festival season is also in full swing in the state of Wisconsin. Make sure you check out Wisconsin Beer Lovers Fest, Milwaukee Firkin Great Taste of the Midwest and Madison, and if you're looking to try some Illinois brews, the Antioch Summer Beer Bash is right over the state line. We'll give you more info on these events as their dates draw near. In beer release news, today June 7th, 1840 starts their pre-sale for their monthly release. This month looks to be great again. The TTP's pick for this month is the Cherry Pie Plumpy. This dessert in a glass clocks in at 5.5% ABV. Also, don't pass up on impatiently waiting an oak IPA, and also a throwback to their first ever release. Or the Euphonium Blend, a double-dry hop saison fermented in white wine barrels. On Saturday, June 9th, Eagle Park releases Cans of Goon Juice, a hazy IPA based off the recipe for their joint IPA. Also on tap on Saturday will be Juice Grenade, a triple dry hop New England style IPA that clocks in at 10% ABV and is a collaboration beer with Lion's Tail Brewery out of Nina, Wisconsin. Stay tuned for a full interview with Lion's Tail Brewing next week with the Tap Takeover podcast. Toppling Goliath recently announced plans for their annual Morning Delight release on Saturday, August 25th in Decorah, Iowa. For the first time ever, Toppling Goliath will be doing online ticket sales replacing the lottery system they normally use. Tickets for Morning Delight go on sale Tuesday, July 10th at a time to be announced soon. $100 will get you two 22-ounce bombers, a commemorative glass, and a pour of Morning Delight. Also from Toppling Goliath, keep your eyes to the skies as the silent release of sr 71 will be dropping in the next five weeks. Set your Twitter notifications now as this release will be announced after midnight, the day of the release. sr 71 hasn't been released in over two years and throngs of people from across the Midwest will invade Decorah for this event. This highly sought after beer has spent multiple years in barrels and it will demand top dollar on the secondary market and now back to your regularly scheduled beer fest this has been beer news
3: That's right. yeah this is jim and jesus from the tap takeover podcast we're still at world of beer festival here right now we're with brian and hank from founders brewing out of michigan how are you doing today boys we're doing good how are you doing jim doing fantastic so what are you pouring here today Uh, We got some CBS, uh, a new
0: barrel-aged release we did last year. Uh, KBS, which is a a classic from us. Uh, PC Pills, the summer seasonal. Uh, Everybody loves all-day IPA. Uh, We've got a brand new premium lager called Solid Gold. Really excited about that brand. It's doing a lot of fun stuff. And then a limited beer from us called Green Zebra, which is sea salt and watermelon goza. Good summertime beer. Wish it was a little warmer here today. Enjoy that uh, nice, tart, refreshing beer.
3: Yeah, fantastic. Now, Hank, you've become the uh, face of founders here in Milwaukee. Uh, you're always there at the KBS event at uh, Ray's. How did you become part of such a prestigious spot?
0: <laughs> yeah,
10: first of all, is it prestigious? Um I don't really know, it's a tough question to answer. Um, I'm glad somebody thinks my job is prestigious. We can change shirts and I can interview you next time.
3: All right, so what are you most excited to be pouring here at the Founders Booth?
10: You know, um, Founders has kind of always hung our hat on being able to do things like manipulate hops and barrel-aged beers and make things really high-gravity. Um, it's actually really, really exciting that we are kind of reverting back to the way the beer styles were, how like, uh, beer tends to be very cyclical, where we're kind of making things that are a little bit lower alcohol. Um, we're all getting to that point where we want to be able to go golfing or go to a baseball game or mow our lawns. Um, and we've always kind of reverted to all-day IPA being like that session beer. Well, today we're pouring solid gold. And Solid Gold is our take on a premium lager. Kind of understood that, you know, just about 70% of the population in the United States are drinking that style of beer, that American premium. And we're not a part of it, so we wanted to be. A um, little bit of lemon drop and pearly hops, so just a hint of hoppiness on the back end, but just a very nice, clean, refreshing, drinkable lager in a can for the summer. Okay.
7: So I know you're here a lot for the KBS events, but how often are you in uh, the Milwaukee area and have you done World of Beer before? Yeah, this is a uh, this is my third World of Beer, I believe. Um, Founders has
10: kind of always had a presence here because of the relationship that some of our employees have with the guys in the Homebrew Club. The, one of the great things about Founders is they let us live. Uh, where we work so I run the state of Wisconsin Um, I also run a couple other states but I get to live in my territory so I live in Milwaukee Um, Brian is actually in Oshkosh and he's relocating to the Milwaukee area in about a month or so so um, we have an app we have a founders app that you can get on yeah that store or um, or the iTunes store and um, you can download our app for free and you can see where we're at we post all of our events Uh, it's free you can find our beer on that
7: uh, I guess the last question. I don't know if you had a chance to look at the list, but anything you're looking forward to trying here? Uh, I had some hush money from Ale
10: Asylum. I always like it when they when they have that beer out. It's kind of cool to see them put that in a can. Um, New Glarus has got some R and D stuff that I want to get over and try. Um, and then I just uh, I just had a can of Fresh Coast with Jordan from Three Sheeps to celebrate um, him moving from Surly to Three Sheeps. So. How about you, Brian?
0: Fifth Ward Table over there. They're my brothers from Oshkosh. A couple buddies of mine uh, own that brewery. Uh, probably swing over there. I think they've got a raspberry beer I've never had from them, which is surprising because I've been to their tap room countless times. So um, I'd probably go swing over there and try something new from them.
7: Awesome. Well, have fun today, guys. Um, thanks for taking some time.
4: Thanks, right, hey. Cheers. cheers, guys.
3: And this is Jim and Alex here at the World of Beer Festival. We continue our tour, and our next stop is 1840 with Kyle and his wonderful wife, Steph. So, guys, how are you doing, and uh, how long have you been coming to World of Beer Fest? First-timers. Excited to be here. Ooh, virgins. Excellent. Yeah.
4: Popping that cherry right now. We're excited to be here, for sure.
2: And uh, speaking of cherry, uh, tell us about the next uh, the next one up in the Plumpy series. Really excited about this uh, this new cherry Plumpy. Looks like you guys have been uh, doing some tweaking on the recipe. Tell us all about it.
10: Yeah, we up the lactose, fifty percent more fruit than last time.
3: Vanilla be- whole Mexican vanilla beans, graham crackers in the mash, which is something we've never done. So just a lot of this whole series is about just playing around, having a good time, and so this is uh, just us doing that some more. <laughs> so what are you pouring here in the VIB section? We have actually the first two plumpies that we've we've made, so some of the Beer Barons came to one of our releases two months ago and grabbed
6: some of the Blackberry Raspberry and promised they would keep it cold <laughs> for this event, and um, then we had a couple extra um, mango passion fruit that we saved for it as well. So,
3: Well that's fantastic, so uh, planning on coming back again, and what have you found uh, that makes this a little bit more special? With another beer fest. I mean, it just seems German. It's got this like vibe to it that I just think is really neat. It's got that classic camping vibe, kind of. So we should tell folks, if you haven't been here, we are at the Schwabenhof in Menominee Falls. It might be a little German here.
2: Uh, Steph, we've had a chance to sit down with Kyle and have him tell us about your brewery. Uh, let's get your take. What uh, what do you think is exceptional about 1840?
4: You know, not only do we focus on beer, but we really focus on community too. We kind of say that we're a family brand. Uh, I joked that I let him open up this brewery because uh, we need an excuse to make new friends. And so now uh, we got some people who really 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 awesome people who come and hang out with us quite a bit so um not only is just the beer exceptional i mean that's kyle all the way uh he's super creative and you know likes to push the boundaries but um i really uh love the family feel in in 1840 and just all overall vibe too and so do we we are uh, big fans of
2: what you guys are doing and uh, we look forward to tasting some of what you guys are going to be pouring today thanks for taking a little time for us
4: thanks guys thank you thank you cheers cheers
9: it's perfect yeah yeah oh i'm sweating what's <laughs> the bright lights
2: <laughs> So Alex and Andy here with the uh, Tap Takeover podcast. We're here at the World of Beer Festival, talking with Josh. Josh, we uh, talked with you before this whole event happened. Uh, we're, we're knee deep in this thing. Uh, what are you thinking? How has it turned out? What are you, what are you expecting for the rest of it?
9: Well, this is this is the first. Uh, this is my first go around with Vib. So my biggest concern is you never know. You have 200 people. You figure, do you have the right quantity? We're doing time releases on a couple of beers, and my concern was, do we have enough beer for time releases? You hate have someone get in line. Next thing you know, you don't have enough beer. We just did a time release of Central Waters 20, uh, Huna from Cigar, and Barrel Age 1050, and it sounds like talking to people that everyone got a pour of every single beer, and if they wanted to, they got second pours. And I believe Huna just ran out, and people were just over there if they wanted thirds or fourths, you could have it. So it was, it, it, I think it worked out pretty good. And so far, the feedback's been pretty good. I guess I'll get the hate mail later on.
1: So yeah, it was extremely smooth with the timed releasing with the VIB specialty beers. Um, so what we want to know is, what, what were some of your favorites of the VIB beers today? So my my favorite was, and this was this is one I, I actually sourced a
9: couple of weeks ago, but I ended up taking the family down for, for lunch over to Moore Brewing, and I had a flight of beers, and one of the beers was a Double Drop, Barren, uh, double dry hop, barren fuel, and it was absolutely incredible. I, I, I really enjoyed it. So um, we brought that to the fest. It was probably one of the first beers that that, that actually kicked. Uh, Moore is doing some amazing things these days, and uh, I, I, that, that was that was my favorite. Another one actually, and I believe I'm looking behind me. It's still going. My favorite stout, one of my favorite barrel aged stouts of all times, is barrel Age Silhouette by Liftbridge. A lot of people don't realize how incredible that beer is, but the fact that here it is almost three o'clock and we still have two bottles left. I've had multiple people say in general admission, was the best out of the day, yet nobody knows about it. It's it's an amazing beer. Yeah, I gotta say the uh, the beers that
2: were available in the general admission were amazing. Uh, to see a black note out there from a Bell's and you know and we're we're waiting on the brew house and the uh, the big uh, the big barrel that's going to tap in about ten minutes. So we'll, we'll have to hurry this up. But it, the general admission is amazing. But I was really impressed with the quality beer that are in the VIB tent. It uh, it really does seem like it's worth the extra money. to to get in on the VIPs especially for the time tapping.
9: Well, it's it's good to hear. Uh, you know, the biggest thing that uh, we talked about last year when I sort of took over the the, the role of sourcing these beers was, uh, what do you do? So you you have a certain amount of budget. The problem now is is that you have these exclusive beers that number one cost more money, and number two are in limited quantity. And so what I looked at was, what can we get from with with the budget that we had? What can we get that's an exclusive beer that you may or may not be able to stand in line for. For example, you know, Kuna, you're not going to, some people will get it, but you need to know somebody to kind of bring it back unless you're going to go to Tampa. And the other one is from a cost standpoint. So you look at chocolate rain, the brewery chocolate rain, okay? So we sourced three bottles of that. It went for about 45 minutes. Um, that's an 18 Or A lot of people, they don't want to buy a bottle of that unless they have five people to drink with them. The other one is cost. Well, the, the I, I don't, but everyone's looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'll drink it myself. The other one is cost. Um, We're going to tap at 3.30. We're going to do Funk Factory Framrood. That's $50 a bottle. That's what it is. A lot of people say, I really love to try that beer at the same time, or that sour, but at the same time, I just can't afford it. Well, we're going to have it here as a special uh, tapping. Everyone's going to get at least one pour. Um, Brandon from Funk Factory is going to be pouring. And so, you know, between... Uh, cost. Between alcohol ABV level and accessibility, we bring the vib value of 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 uh, vib as you're getting these exclusive beers that you can't stand in line for, you may not be able to pay for, or you may not want a whole bottle of at the same time, in one sitting.
2: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, a lot of out of distro stuff. You know, uh, you got the, the stuff from Three Floyds, the Barrel H Uber Joe. You've got the Gummy Apocalypse coming up from Chicago. You've got some of the. Uh, it's it's just a, a, amazing uh, amazing alignment here.
1: Well, Josh. I think we got a couple of minutes. We'll head over to Delafield Brew House with you and uh, we'll see him tap that cask and get them on on tape afterwards. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys.
9: Cheers.
2: And Andy here from the Tap Tagover Podcast, and uh, we're at the World of Beer Fest, uh, kind of finishing up. It's starting to get into the, the last hours here, and that means one of the big events of the entire festival, which is the uh, Delfield Brewhouse, the, the barrel tapping.
0: And we are here with... John Harrison, Delfield Brewhouse. I'm the brewmaster and one of the owners there. And uh, since it started, we do a barrel tapping, usually around 3 o'clock in the middle of the event. And I've been doing this since the very first year when we were over on Serb Hall in Oklahoma. And a lot of the guys here are friends of mine. I mean, I came up through home brewing in Milwaukee uh, with the old Brewtown Brewmasters in the '80s, and I've been craft brewing now for over 28 years. And uh, so it's one of those things that I try to every year make it a nice event for everybody and bring one of my barrel beers. I was uh, kind of somewhat one of the early guys doing bourbon barrel back in the '90s. I remember it was uh, Todd Ashman from Flossmoor. Pete Crowley at the time was working at um, Oh, he's Rock Bottom in Chicago, and so. Uh, Ever since then, I always thought it would be fun. You know, and you don't need a VIB wristband to get my bourbon barrel. I I like doing it out here with the masses and make a little show of it and have a good time with it.
2: Yeah, that's one of the really cool things is that it's a general admission pour, and when you when you open that tap, it doesn't stop until you're about done, right? Uh, there's there's a lot of shame for folks who spill any beer. Tell, tell us just tell us about the uh, the entire process. Well,
0: you know, we sing "I'm it and then you. You know, we, and we tap it, and actually this year was really good. People were doing a great job. They weren't letting it spill. You know, you get a glass under another glass, where before I've had uh, a little bus tub under it, and you'll end up getting, you know, like half a gallon of beer, and then I'm like, okay, when it's done, who wants to drink this? And <laughs> let, them, let someone... Yeah, but no, this year, boy, we hardly had any spillage. And over the years, it's so funny that so many people come up and say that uh, this is one of their, you know, big things. It wouldn't be the World of Beer Fest without that ceremonial tapping and a special. uh, This year I did the We Heavy Scotch Ale that was aged for two years in a Heaven Hills bourbon barrel. Right now I have a barley wine and a Russian Imperial. So one of those will make it here next year. Um, And at my place, every Thanksgiving week, I bring out my bourbon beers and run it through New Year's Eve. And those are usually my holiday beers. And then I'll save some for a festival just like this or maybe the Great Taste of the Midwest. So I always like to save some and do a special tapping at
1: those events, especially this one. So for our listeners, uh, tell them exactly where Delafield Brewhouse is located and what can they expect the first time in the door. Delafield Brewhouse is just um,
0: west of Milwaukee, about 25 minutes. We're kind of out in the Lake County area. It's uh, 83 and 94. You, if you've ever traveled that between Milwaukee and Madison, you'll see us up on the hill there. I mean, it's a pretty big place. It's, it's We hold quite a few people, at least over 400 for a brew pub which is fairly large. I designed the whole brewery, and then they designed the building around it. And I always wanted it to be, when you walk in our front doors, you see the brewery front and center. I never wanted it to be where you have to go back by the kitchen or back by the bathroom, look through a door. So I always called it brewery in your face. Now you got to remember, this is 20 years ago that that I built the place, and so you know, it. it a lot of times back then, you didn't see a lot of brew pubs. Like that, but I, I wanted to be a showpiece and not only be a showpiece for the brewery, but a showpiece for my beers. And so, um my first 10 years there, I designed over 90 different beers. I'm on my second 10. I'm, I'm trying to get us up to probably close to about 150, 160 in the next year or so. So I've been doing a lot of different beers. Right now, you know, it's a whole new thing. I mean, like I have a grapefruit IPA and some of these others, it's changed. People like the tarts and the sours and I'm dabbling in some of that. but. Either way, you come there, I'll have you know, 10, 11 different beers on tap, a wide variety, and hopefully they'll all be to style and quality. But come out, see me. You guys be the judge.
2: Well, hey, We appreciate you taking all the time for us. Uh, this has been an amazing event so far, and we look forward to what you guys are doing in the future and sitting down and doing a full interview with you at some point. Sure, yeah, sounds great. Hey, cheers, and uh, we'll be
3: back with more from the World of Beer Fest. Welcome, this is Jim from the Tap Takeover podcast. We're here with a couple beer barons
5: celebrating the World of Beer Fest. Uh, guys, what did you bring today? I brought a Mybach and a Kentucky Uncommon beer, which is a pre-prohibition beer, brewed back in the 1800s. So what makes it uh, pre-prohibition? What- well, but mostly because they don't brew it anymore. After Prohibition happened, that beer kind of fell out of style. It was a St. Louis beer forever, and then when Prohibition hit, it kind of fell out, and they never really brought it back. So I I brew it because it's a historic beer and it's really well received at these festivals. How did you come upon this? Did you know about it before? Why this style? Because when I started as a home brewer, I brewed beer because I, I couldn't find the beers I wanted to drink on the shelf. So I started brewing what I wanted to drink and then I found that historic beers were kind of exciting. It was difficult to find the recipes, and it was a challenge to uh, research everything on that, and I found that kind of fun, and uh, it kind of drives my uh, inspiration for the beers that I brew. That's really great. Dan, what did you bring today?
11: I brought what I call an Apricot Wheat Tart, which is a wheat beer, American-style wheat beer, which is not a hoppy or a fruity kind. It's just kind of a... Just a standard wheat beer. And, and then added apricot to it in the secondary fermentation. And then blended it with a little bit of a sour Berliner Weiss. So it give it a little bit of a tartness. And it makes it a real easy drink in summer beer. So how do you do your kettle souring? Is that a drill challenge as a home brewer? Uh, um, actually, no, it's not too hard. You have to have the l- ability to hold the temperature like around 100 degrees for a couple of days until you're... Um, lactic acid that you add kind of makes the pH of the beer come down to the right point. But, yeah, if you got equipment to do that, it's not too tough. Great. So, how long have
3: you
5: been with the Bear Barons, and what makes this festival more special than anything else? I've been with the Bear Barons since 2012, and, um... This one is special because I get to serve beer that I brewed and talk to people that brewed beer. They're the homebrew deck has got a lot of people out here, and that's what I like. So you find that this festival brings in a lot more technical folks? I don't know if they're more technical folks, but the you know the people ask questions, and we know the answers because we're brewers, and I think that has a lot to do with it. And uh, what do you like about this, Dan? How long have you been
11: here? Well, I've been a beer baron since about 97, so... You're old school. Yeah, and I started brewing about three years before that. This festival is kind of nice, and just the way it's laid out and all that, we don't end up with a lot of long lines, generally, waiting for beer. I mean, we got a lot of good beer... Look at all the beers that they're gonna, that the vendors might bring to us, and we kind of cultivate what we think are the ones they should bring to us. So we don't end up with a whole lot of pedestrian beers. We end up with really a lot of good beers. And like I say, there's not a lot of long lines at each table, and so people can, uh, they don't have to wait in line for beer. In which, it, compared to a lot of festivals, it's kind of nice.
3: It is extremely nice, and I got to tell you, the VIB, you have to buy early. I guarantee it is some of the most amazing beers that you will find throughout the Midwest, throughout the country. You guys really focus on beer. Unlike a lot of other beer festivals.
11: The v- and well, VIB beers, I mean, they don't just get what stuff you can buy here locally. Some of the guys trade with people out on the West Coast or they um, drive down to Chicago or down to, uh, you know, other Ohio or whatever, and they bring back beers that we serve in the VIB that you could not get in this area otherwise. So, yeah, it is special. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, the World Beer Fest, and cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers to you. We Thank just have fun doing it.
3: No